ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Eagle Eye podcast episode. It's episode 15.5. Yes, another one of those beloved 0.5 episodes for you guys. And like always, I would like to introduce my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are we today on uh, a lovely Friday the 13th? We're good, man. Everything's good down here in Texas. All right. Nice to hear. It's Friday. I know for most of you guys, that means the weekend's coming up, which means it's party time. I do want to apologize that we are late to this, which <laughs> means uh, there were some technical difficulties. As I mentioned, it's Friday the, thir- the 13th. What could possibly go wrong today, right? So we have plenty, plenty to talk about. We will be talking about that frustrating and you know very, very disappointing defeat to Toronto FC. We'll also be talking a little bit about what's going to happen in tomorrow's matchup against Monterrey. Uh, anything you want to add on, Dylan? Um, we'll probably talk a little bit of, I guess, give a little shout out to the women's team too. America. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The women's team, because we always say that we're going to talk about them, uh, but we never do. So we'll, we'll give them a fair shot. We'll give them a fair shout out. Uh, because let's be honest, they're really the, the, the better side of this, this America club right now. Uh, obviously beating, uh, I, who did, I forgot who they beat, but they trashed them 12 to one. Yeah, um, I can't remember that either, but I remember seeing that. I can't remember who they beat 12 to 1. But we will we will find out for you guys later on coming up in the show. So we'll give them a little shout out. So uh let's let's dive right into this and let's talk about the CCL exit, the frustrating game that was Tuesday night. A lot of us, no, all of us were frustrated to the point where it was quote unquote an embarrassing defeat at home. Even though we get the res- we even though we get the draw, let's call it for what it is. It's it's an embarrassing defeat, Dylan. I mean, is there any other way to put it? Um, I really don't think there is. You know, it was frustrating overall. And you know, I mean, obviously we're gonna dive into it, but like, like like you said, you know, you you expected Toronto to come out and park the bus, and that's what they did. And you know, obviously it worked for them because we've seen in the past work too, where teams come into the Azteca and park the bus and you get the same result, you know, there's no, there's no way of breaking that down. And it's frustrating to see that. It is. It's, it's very, very frustrating. If, if you ask me, um, obviously it, uh, it was not the game that we expected. I, I'm pretty sure it was not the game plan that Pio Jorge expected. And let's be honest. I'm, I, our team just was not on the pitch. It, it looked, it just looked like we were just baffled. I mean, from, from the beginning, I, I would have expected us to kind of just go and chase the match, go and kind of force the, the situation. But in the opening minutes, Toronto seemed to know, to know what they were doing, you know? Yeah. So it's like, they obviously watched that game tape and they knew what to do. They knew what to expect going into that sticker too. Yeah. And it's frustrating. And, and we knew what Toronto's game plan was going to be sit back, Hold tight, cut cut as much space as possible, which they did. They did a very very good job at that. There was little space for us to work with. Even so, we have the the talent. We had enough players out there that with experience that we should have been able to make our own space. And the fact that we didn't so makes me worried about what this team is really capable of in in the dying embers of the season. Yeah, that that's really a concerning spot too because you, you know you have this great start to the season, in which you see you see everybody performing so well, and then it's just like we're getting toward the end of the roller coaster and not seeing you're not seeing the product anymore. Could this be a ghost of Apertura's past? 
I mean, we saw what happened with uh, in the Apertura last last year. You know, we 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 started off really good, and then towards the end, we started dying. And then, of course, we know what happened in the Regia when Tigres knocked us out very convincingly. Yeah, and it's just it's just frustrating to see. Like we like I keep repeating, frustrating to see that happen, and you know that's not not something you want to happen, especially with the players that we got, uh, the moves that we made in the transfer window. You know, probably not the most exciting options either, but you know it clearly exposes some players and exposes the team a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that it showcased that maybe we were painted this kind of fairy tale. And then now, you know, it's it's starting to rain on it and we're actually starting to see and find out the true colors of everything. And, you know, like you said, it's a very worrisome, you know, time right now. Obviously, we're still in, in the run for the Liga. We're still in the run for the for the uh, for the Clausura. Um, but, you know, this is this this was an opportunity to go and cement yourself into the final and then really showcase what this team was made out of. And really, I've expected I was expecting way more from the players. I mean, I did not see enough determination, enough passion, enough will, and, and, and enough self-motivation to try to push forward. The only player that I saw carry the team on the back was a 17-year-old that came in the second half, Diego Linus. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just, I just totally agree, man. And you see it all over Twitter, too. You see you, Diego Linus comes on uh, at the beginning of the second half, and what does he do? He goes out and does something that nobody else is doing is is making those trying to create those chances trying to be creative and you don't really see it from nobody else i mean the attack the first half seemed pretty predictable the whole time yep it really predictable it was move the ball around get the ball out wide to renato ibarra and see what he could do now i'm not trying to put renato Ibarra on the spot you know he didn't have his best game either i think he i but i think it was because toronto fc made it that way they knew who kind of was going to be the outlet for the attack which was going to be renato ibarra and the fact that we kind of weren't that the fact that we overused them was our own downfall, you know. And let's face it, Ibarwin was not to the standard of, of of what he did against Toronto in the first leg. He looked completely a different player out playing on the left hand side, which I'm quite shocked because honestly, that is one of his preferred positions to play out wide in the left hand side position. The fact that he got this opportunity and did not take it, it it another worrisome sign, you know. And like we mentioned, Renato Ibarra, obviously, it Toronto saw right through us. You know that we were we were so transparent. There was there was a little lack of effort for creativity. There wasn't really a sense of, oh, let's do this differently. Okay, we, you know, as a player, I would have imagined you're smart enough to notice. I've played the ball ten times to Renato Ibarra. We have yet to cons- we have yet to make something, uh, you know, happen for us. Why not switch it up? Why not do a quick one-two play? Why not try to play, you know, that fast drive ball down the middle? You know, I'm not saying force the ball, but I'm saying just play a little smarter. You know, there's different ways to break down a defense. There's different ways to break down a, you know, a defense that sits deep and and, and kind of just holds out on it. And I think the players just weren't tactically smart enough or they just kind of weren't really, you know, bothered with the situation. They thought, well, we're going to play it as, as the coach says. And then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Do you, do you think fatigue could play a factor in this? Cause you know, a majority of the lineup did start against Nakaksa and, you know, we talked about that and it didn't look good against Nakaksa either. Maybe possibly still, I would have imagined that. For the first opening 45 minutes, I would have imagined more out of the players. 
You know, we can talk about fatigue. We can talk about all that, you know, later on in the second half. But in the first 45 minutes, I did not see enough, you know, running, enough pressing. We weren't even high pressing this Toronto FC side. As soon as Toronto were playing, we gave them the liberty to play a little bit. And then we didn't really close down their spaces the way they were closing down ours. You know, if in a game like this, where you're chasing the game, where the, where the clock's against you and every second counts, there is no time for the other players to get on the ball. Go at them as soon as there's a goal kick, as soon as there's a foul that's, you know, taken by the opposition side. Press them, you know, force another foul if you have to, you know, get under their skin. That's how you're going to break them. You know, it's it's a it, there's a mental side to this game that these players just did not know how to how to go about it, and that's the most frustrating part because if you look at the first forty five minutes, there was never an opportunity where you're like, "Damn, that's going in for sure," you know? Right? Yeah, and, and that that was the frustrating part. And then uh, coming down to Toronto's goal too, Toronto's first goal, I mean the only goal. I mean, what was the back line in that situation, too, as that well? That was horrible defending by Bruno Very. Valdez. Very. Horrible, terrible. Why and, and, would you run up into a, def- a player that has the ball and leave such a wide-open space? And then and then um, I think it was uh, Willem Da Silva, too. Da Silva would just seem like he stood there instead of tracking back with this player, too, as well. And then once he tries tracking back, he thinks, I got the toe poke, but guess what? You played the assist, my guy. Yeah. And, so it, it, no, and, that that part was really frustrating because yeah. you knew the the worst case scenario, the 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 worst of the worst is them scoring the first goal, and that was the first thing you should have avoided. And guess what? You didn't. And I and and that at that moment on, we may have not known it, we may have not wanted to accept it, but our fate was sealed. Pretty much, I mean, going into this game, man, all we needed was two goals. All we needed was a, a two 0 win. Which which we could have gotten, and all of a sudden it turned into we needed three, four goals just to advance through. And and you know with the, the way the team was playing, you know you you weren't going to see it. It was very frustrating. Uh, extremely frustrated. It was, it was, what was going on? You know, I I really hope that these these players you know have gone and reflected upon themselves. I hope Yoho has yelled enough in their ears that come Saturday they prove such a different. You know, that they, they showcase that they can be such a different side, such an opposing side, you know, a, a very good side. And I hope that they can do that Saturday because if we see the same kind of performance against Monterrey, it's it, Pio Herrera is going to start feeling the heat. It's if good, he hasn't done so it's already. Gonna, it's going to be a long, the last two weeks of the season, and it's going to be a long in the Gia too. And the first two legs, whoever, whoever it's going to be in the outcome. I mean... If you were to ask me still that if if you if we were to win the league, would that save our season? I would tell you no. No, I don't know. If we were to end up being champions of the of of the Clausura, does that make up for 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 what happened in CCL? Does that kind of make our season? I mean, not necessarily. It's not what you expected. You know, you see this team, you see the depth it has, and you know, everybody was even talking. You know. America looks like they could possibly go on to win both. They have the depth, they have the talent, and we didn't really, we didn't really show it. And so, you know, it's kind of worrisome to say, too, if you know, if we make it into the in the Liga, you know, are we, are we playoff? I mean, not playoff, but title contenders too, which I think so, but not necessarily save the season. Nope, I don't think if we were to win the the, the title, it's not a successful season. 
it's not a bad season. It's it's not a fracaso. Don't get me wrong. It's not a fracaso either. But it's 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 not a wonderful season. It's not a successful season. It's an okay season. You know, you're expected to win a trophy at least, at least one trophy to make it a viable season. Because if you don't, then that automatically that should automatically count as a fracaso, no matter what happens, no matter how high you finish in the table. If you do not walk out of this year with a silverware, that means guess what? Your season, your full year-round season was a fracaso. The fact that we don't go and make it into the CCL final makes it a fracaso. The only way to kind of save face in this situation is to go out there and win the clausura. Yes, the clausura, we, we win the 13th star, we go up above Chivas, blah, blah, blah. Yes, ultimately that makes it a good season. Doesn't make it a successful one by any means necessary because of what happened in CCL. Because you're still going to be reminded of that embarrassing defeat that you had against an MLS side that you spoke throughout these two weeks as the weaker opposition. And the fact that you spoke about it like that in that sense and did not go out there on the pitch and prove it, well, guess what? It's an embarrassment. It's it's an embarrassing defeat, and then you know, therefore, it's it's a fracaso of a season so far. Yeah, and Biojo's comments too. You know, before the start of the first leg, you know, didn't really help the team out either. You know, when it comes to PR stuff too, either. And so, you know, what can you do, man? It was frustrating. It's fr- I, I, I kind of want to touch upon about the Linus situation that I was bringing. The fact that Diego Linus was the only player to actually kind of be running out there with a purpose was very frustrating because your 17-year-old player should not be the one carrying the team on the back. It should be the one that should be the players that are most experienced in this. It should be your captain leading you through the line. It should be your more experienced midfielders that should be holding and, and kind of pushing the team forward. It should be your creative and more experienced tactical wingers that should be trying to run at the defense and trying to be a little bit more creative. And if something doesn't work, then maybe I try to switch it up and do this. The fact that no one, no one in that pitch, none of the other 10 players, well, excluding Marchesin because it looked like he wanted to play out of his goal already. The fact that none of these other players were really showcasing what they had and they were just kind of, you know, sitting back and like, okay, well, Linus is here. Then, you know, if he wants to take it upon himself, then let him do so. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. But, I mean, if you want to look at it on the bright side, yeah, Diego Linus showcasing and kind of saying, hey, I'm here and give me some minutes. I mean, this was a way better Diego Linus than we saw in Aguascalientes on Saturday. Look, I'm looking at some stats here right now when it comes to in terms of full game. We had 29 shots. Only seven of those were on target. And 66% procession. Yeah. I, what does that say about the game? Frustration. Because, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, the, the, the shots compared to shots on target, I mean, you know, it's relatively low. And it's not really good, too, in a sense, you know, we could, we should have found the back of the net. And we, I mean, in a sense, you know, we had, we had those chances, obviously, because you having seven shots on target, but yeah, you don't finish those chances. And, you know, we pretty much had possession too. I mean, 66 possession. I mean, how often do you really see that in a game? And then just to turn out to the way the game ended too. I mean, it's just frustrating. It shows exactly what I've been trying to say. The fact that we were, what's, what's a, what's a way to put it? Uh, we were not efficient, and by any means necessary. We were very sloppy on the ball at times. 
Um, the fact that you show me that we had so many shots, but only seven out of you tell me we took twenty plus shot and only seven went on target. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing right here. That's unacceptable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's just frustration whenever you see this. And it's something we've been talking about the podcast throughout the whole year. We don't take our chances. You know, and when we have these opportunities, we decide to... We make the wrong moves. We completely make the wrong moves. And I think today... And today, I think uh, Tuesday's game showed that uh, we we don't have a reliable striker up top. Yeah. We it, need it, a number it, nine. It definitely showed, yeah. I mean, sorry, Oribe. I mean, thank you for everything, but, I mean, it's time to move on for him. Henry, I'm not so sure about Henry no more. I still like Henry. The reason why, let me tell you why. The reason why we're so ready to pounce on Henry Martin and kind of just be like, yeah, this guy was just kind of a one-trick pony was because he did so well in the beginning of the season, then you kind of substitute him. You kind of give him no more time because of the whole Jeremy Menace situation. Menace goes down. You kind of, you know, leave the Hen- the, the Oria Peralta-Henry Martin partnership. But it was a partnership that sometimes looked good and fluid. But if you look at the net and greedy of it, it really wasn't all there. Why? Not because of Henry Martin, but kind of because of Oria Peralta. Because Oliver Peralta was trying to be the the, the the striker that would kind of come in and be and receive the ball deep, you know, which he does good. He he receives the ball and shields the ball well, but that's not really the, the, the end game that we need. We need two strikers up top. We don't need Oliver Peralta coming in and receiving it deep. I would have liked that to be Henry Martin because he works well with kind of doing the one-two passes, linking up and kind of sprinting into the position. Oriye Peralta doesn't have that speed that Henry Martin has. So, you know, it's not really Henry Martin's fault that we're kind of, you know, crucifying him because really Oriye Peralta wasn't there to kind of supplement him. I think we've said it before. When it comes down to being a lone striker, that's not Henry Martin's position. It never has been. So, I mean... We shouldn't be so quick to judge on Henry just yet. I mean, I don't I mean, like, we'll probably get into it later. I mean, well, like I said, you know, uh, at the same time, do you you kind of see a little bit of, of favoritism a little bit, I think, and I've noticed it too. I mean, you start off good with Henry, and then, you know, obviously Henry still tied with uh, Mateus Riba and leading goal scorer right now in the league, and you don't really see Henry no more. And that's, that's just what sucks is you have this guy, great guy, you know, like you said, you know, he's, he's, it seems like his legs never go out. He's like an, got an engine in him that never goes out. And he's just all over the pitch, like you said. And, and it just sucks to see him not to get adequate twi- ad- adequate time to show that. Yeah, that's the most frustrating part because you would have expected that he would have maybe cemented his starting position. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. But he hasn't really taken these opportunities by storm as well. But again, it kind of has to do with the kind of the game plan that Piojo has. It looks like he's telling, you know, Peralta, you know, do kind of your thing. If you want to hold, if you want to come back, receive the ball in a deep position and hold it and distribute it, then okay. But really, that's Jeremy Menace's position to do. And and I think maybe they're just trying to supplement Peralta in that Menace role for the meantime. Um, but again, I think at the end of the day, neither, neither of our two strikers have the ability to be that low number nine striker. They're, they're not a target man. You know, Oriol Prata may have been in his, in, you know, 
a couple years ago, but now he can't play that. He can't be that that striker anymore. You know, and 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 it, and it pains us, and it pains me to say this, but it's it, it's time to look somewhere else. And you know, unfortunately, Rio Peralta, it's it's no longer gonna be you. It, it has to be someone else. It's, yeah, it's gonna have to. I mean, no telling if the team will sell him. The team will just put him on the bench. The team keep him still, but I mean, we we gotta have another option. I mean, yeah, this guy's our captain, but I mean. It's got to be. It's got to be a different answer because right now Uribe is not the answer. I know in a little group chat that we have um, with a couple of our Americanista friends that we've made here on the Eagle iPod, we were talking in regards. You guys, you guys were talking about in regards to a potential striker partnership. Uh, it looks like you guys really liked Luke De Jong. Hopefully, he does come in the summer. He said he was very open to the possibility of coming to America. Uh, he was very kind of, you know, it was it was a misfortune that he kind of wasn't able to come this transfer window, uh, but said he's very open to coming. Um, also, you know, there's there's been rumors, speculations about a Fernando Torres link, possibly. I mean, honestly, though, would you want a Fernando Torres? Not really, no. I mean, I like the guy. You know, we see him do great things whenever he was at his first thing with Atletico Madrid. And with Liverpool and, and then, you know, with Chelsea, you know, his just seen his career went down there. And so, I mean, no, I mean, he's already, I mean, he's about close to the age of Uribe, but I think. Yeah, I that's what so. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, like, you're not going to want to invest in somebody on the other side of 30. I mean, that's the wrong side of 30. And so you're going to have to look for somebody else, a uh, younger option, really. Yeah, yeah, I know we said we've been like with Rui Diaz, who, you know, at this point seems like a good player. But, again, I don't think he's that lone number nine target. You know, I think he needs someone up top with them. And if he, if, if it is going to be him, then play him alongside Henry Martin. And, and those two can actually make things happen. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, that'd be interesting to see uh, Rui Diaz come if he is. I mean, like I said before, too, um, he's been linked a couple of times, too. So, I mean, if he's linked again, to come in the summer, you know, it's, it's a pretty good sign, too, because it, it's a possibility that it could happen. be interesting to see what happens. Of course, anything's uh, anything's going to be an option after the World Cup, depending on how e- each of these players play. But we'll get into more of transfer talk some other time, maybe just giving you guys a little glimpse there. But let's go back to this Toronto game just to kind of wrap everything up. Um I mean, overall, just frustration. There, there was no – there was just no one – one play that you could have been like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get right back into this, this and that. I mean, for God's sakes, you needed a goal in the first opening 10 minutes of that second half to even have an option. The fact that you didn't even score that, it's it's like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, really, you know, it leaves you, it leaves you speechless too a little bit because, you know, the way the team came out and played too, uh, especially at home, you know, with basically what is right now of – the best possible 11 that you could put out too. And just to see the way they played too. I mean, it's not acceptable. You know, we've seen the possession, we've seen the shots and compared to the shots on target and, you know, it's, it's frustration everywhere. I mean, what more can you say really? It's not good enough by any means. Not, not good enough. And if we play like this in the Ligia, I, I promise you, we're not going to make it that far into the run. Well, that's pretty much does it for Toronto. I mean, overall you want to sum it up in, in a couple of words is, an embarrassment to 
to to the club, to the fans. The fact that the fans went out there and gave you so much support in the Estadio Seca for you to repay them like that? I mean, come on. That's what is that saying about you? What is that saying to you about your team, about your players, about your manager, about your staff? That the fact that you have such uh, an amazing crowd out there in the stadium cheering you on for 90 plus minutes, the fact that you can only get one goal thanks to a you know kind of you know iffy penalty call. I mean, we have to do much better. We have to. There's no two ways about it. You have to. Because believe me, if Pio Herrera does not come out of this season with a title, believe me, people will start asking for his head. Because, I mean, they've already started to. Yeah, pretty much. And um, that's not what you really want to see. You know, you see Piojo, what he'd done with his first cent. You know, even though I think it was just one title that he won, you see what he can do. And, you know, he's not really showing it again, it seems like. And it's just frustrating to see from a guy that, you know, did so much for the club in the, pre- in the, pre- in the previous end. Yep. And I'm, and I feel like it's, it's just such, such frustration. And I, and I kind of want to point out a comment that we just got from, uh, from El Señor de la Tienda, who says, uh, you know, how, how is it possible that we end up going from beating teams five nil to then drawing against, you know, small, small teams, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, and we've said this before. We let so many points go so far this season that it might come back to haunt us. Guess what? It looks like it's going to come out that way. You know, now we're talking about CCL. The fact that we couldn't go and get a result in Toronto, kind of hold on to a kind of a good viable result. Heck, a 2-1 would have been perfect. But I guess that wasn't enough uh, motivation for the team. And then you see what happens inside Azteca. And now it's a worrisome thing because we go up against Monterrey, who is not a weak side. And Monterrey has had the tendency to do good against us in the Estadio Azteca for the past couple of years. And then we go uh, away to Puebla next week on Friday. And then after that, we, uh, we close the season out against Santos, who is the league leaders. You know, Puebla is not an easy team either this season. They're they're doing they're doing their thing. So I mean, yeah, Pueblo's eleventh right now. You know they're fighting for that last Liguilla spot or a Liguilla spot right now. Yep. So they're Mont- Mont- going at it with everything they got. Mont- Monterrey's in in twenty fourth right now. I mean, like if they happen to beat us, you know they're gonna jump over us. Yeah. And we'll barely be sitting in a Liguilla spot, probably about sixth, fifth, maybe. We need to win. We need to win tomorrow. No, anything less than a win is not going to be acceptable by the fans. No, and it should. We should not take. We should not take a draw as a good result against Monterrey. We should not be. We should not allow for a defeat as well. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, really, just to kind of wrap up the whole CCL thing, it's it's ridiculous. Like I mentioned, and embarrassing, and we have to do better. And we have to go out and win this final so we can go in next year into the CCL as well and make up for our mistakes. It's going to have to, man. I mean, we got to end the, the season on a good note, too. I mean, win out. I mean, I believe we can win out. And that's how it's going to have to be. We're going to ride into the Gia, too. Yeah. Yep. And maybe we make one little quick note about the comment about the, about our strike force. Look, in Piojo's first spell, 
like our good friend and señor de la tienda is pointing out, we had we had uh, a striker force. We had Chucho Benitez, may you rest in peace, and we had Raúl Alonso Jiménez. A very good partnership, if I may add. A player that would hold his kind of come deep and receive the ball, which was Chucho, who did it absolutely amazing. And then you had a pivotal number nine striker, a person that is designated to be in the area at all times, to be that kind of like go-to guy, that striker, that kind of, you know, point forward. And it worked wonders. Wonders. And we need something like that. And I hope and I urge this America side to really get their stuff together, get their act together. Because, you know, after the World Cup, we need to. We need to. And then I see that uh, he also mentions that we should have signed Ibra. Um, maybe if 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 he would have wanted to, but I think he would have preferred to be right now in L.A. I don't think Mexico would have been a destination he's wanted to come. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I read a, I read an interview. He had, he did have offers from a couple of uh, Mexican teams, but he chose the MLS over Liga Mekis. So there you have it. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it's 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 a lifestyle too. I mean, I I'm pretty sure he'd rather you know be living it up in 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 L.A. than you know spending a, some quality time in Tepito over here. So you know, it's uh it <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you can't blame the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, and you, you don't know either if if Ever would have had the same start that he did in L.A. Yeah, yeah, but he probably would have. He, he probably would have done something stupidly crazy in the Azteca. Um, cause it's Ibra, but you know, either way, we, we, we can't rely on this player anymore after his two year spell in, uh, in, in MLS. Cause he said he's only going to be here for two seasons. Uh, and then he'll venture out somewhere else, whether that be retirement or to another league. Um, I wouldn't want him to come, um, at that point, what he's 38. I think so. Around um, there. No, 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 no. Now, now, now you're putting too much, too, too much faith in 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 a player who is really on the wrong side of thirty. Um, there's different options. There's better options out there that, with time, will 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 bring you what Chucho Benitez brought us and Raúl Jiménez brought us. Uh, you just have to find those players. You know? Yeah, I mean, and I mean, do you trust the, Do you trust the the club too to find it? I mean. Really, I mean, like you said, you know, it seems like sometimes it, whenever it's close to transfer day, the team uh, panics and does like a panic buy. And so, you know, it's just kind of up in the air, too, as well, whenever it comes to that. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what they do. Hopefully they, they're they working on it right now, literally right now, you know, starting to move their pieces. Well, you know, so once the, the, the transfer window opens in July, they uh, they can start moving around and, and, and kind of p- putting the, all the pieces together. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, and also uh, going back to what you're saying about Ibra, yeah, he'll, he'll be 38 about this time next year in October. Or October, he'll already be 37 this year. Wow. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're banking too much on a player that you know probably has maybe got the most one year left. Yeah, so I mean, so yeah, so that pretty much wraps it up for Toronto. Um, let's, let's, let's talk Monterrey. Let's talk the big game tomorrow. It's, uh, it's going to be a good one. I, I I would imagine Monterrey obviously looking to clinch their league, uh, their, their spot in a Liga. Uh, obviously all we need is a, is a draw to kind of mathematically be in, in, in the, in the Liga. Uh, but even then that's, that's, that's still not going to be good enough for us. I think we need a victory. We need it desperately. Um, 
you know, I think uh, as much as the fans need it, I think the players need it as well for a boost of confidence. Piojorera as well. What, uh, how, how are we coming into this one? Do you, you think there's a, there's kind of a, a motivational factor to everything or, or do you think there's a couple of heads down still from Tuesday? Um, I really think a little bit of both really. I mean, cause you know, the, the team knocked out, you know, the team's going to want to obviously perform to, to show that, you know, they're still title contenders for the Glasuda too as well. But also, you know, it's also come down to the players too. And, you know, there's some doubts to players like, um, if they can perform to the, to a high level again and perform to, to perform as a team, to go out and get a result too, and you know, um, I, I we'll probably talk about him in a minute, but I, I feel like the lineup will be pretty similar to what it was Tuesday, maybe as well. And so it's just gonna be interesting to see how those players respond and how those players play too as well. Up tomorrow, yeah. And in on the injury report, uh, we're gonna be missing Henry Martin, mm-hmm. who's gonna be out for almost three weeks, if not a little longer. Well, we're still gonna be missing Jeremy Menace, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Cecilio Dominguez. So, I mean, three three big names right there. Mm-hmm. What will Diaz is going to get his chance, I guess? No, no. I think he's uh, <laughs> going to go with that lone striker, which is going to be Oriya Peralta, which, yeah. again, it's, it, it's not, it's, it's not going to be good enough. Um, but, yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk predicted lineups right now. Um, and I know a couple people will be asking for Diego Linus to come and be on the pitch, uh, but let me know. Uh, will he be on the bench for America or does he have compromises somewhere else? Yeah, I, w- I was reading somewhere that he had called up to the U20s again. Yeah, yeah and, and so I, I, don't, I don't really know any more information about that. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. If I'm not mistaken, he will not be available because he will be in concentration with the Mexican national under 20s. Yeah, so um, it's going to be a pretty thin bench. Yeah, really thin bench. Uh, hopefully, I'm wrong, and you know this is the the one time I'm rooting for me to be wrong. I just hope that whoever does, you know, feel the feel the pitch, they go out there to win. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I mean, I would love to see him on the bench. Um, I don't really think he starts. I don't think uh, uh, playing against Monterrey is a, is a team for Diego Linus to start. But you know, if he if he doesn't travel with the U20s, um to practice and to train. Uh, I really hope he's on the bench and hope he does get some minutes too as well. Yeah. I, I, I would hope for the same thing. Um, it won't be easy. Uh, let me pull up Monterrey stats right here because I, I have, I kind of haven't kept a tab on them because of this whole CCL thing. And that just goes to show you how poor of a, of a podcaster I am that I don't know much about our oppositions and my app is taking forever to load. I think I can go for both of us, really. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a so, rough week. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at the the last three the the last three games from Monterrey, which uh, have all ended in a victory. They've beaten Querétaro three to one at home. They beat Pachuca two to one at home, and they just came off a two one victory against Pumas. So this is a Monterrey side that is coming in hot. They're confident. They they're they're kind of sky high right now. They're playing good and they're scoring. They're winning. That's the important part. They're winning. We're not. And guess what? They got more of a rest than we do. And we've only beaten one out of those three teams. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, it, it goes to show you we're kind of handicapped in the situation. Mm, you know, yeah. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have our best players filled in the pitch, you know, unfortunately due to injury. We don't come in with the best morale. We don't come in in, in the best mood and, and in the best for, uh, form at all. All the numbers point to, to a pretty bad night. I mean, we also got to see how the players respond too as well to the CCL loss and, you know, if they want to go out and really show out in this league, yeah, too, as well. Yeah, I would hope that they go out there and prove themselves. That's what I would hope. I mean, I mean, at, at this point, I mean, I mean, a draw, I mean, yeah, I mean, a draw is not acceptable, but I mean, we're still in, we're st- depending on some results, I think we're still in top six. At least, um, but I mean that's not good enough. I mean you're out yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. I I get it, but I mean like at, I mean at the, at this point too. I mean like you you look at like we said the bench is going to be thin. You know, um, some of the players that play Tuesday are going to be starting again. So I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's it's just going to be. But kinda... I mean, we can't sit here and start making excuses for these players because then the moment that we do that is the moment that we're allowing ourselves to be victims of this team. Proving, uh, showcasing what they did on Tuesday. And we can't allow that. You know, we have higher standards, you know, and that some people may call it unfair and kind of, uh, kind of unrealistic standards. Well, guess what? We, we, we have these standards because of what the club's done in history and in the past and has showcased that they can do so. So now we urge that from this team. And yes, the bench is going to be thin. The starting 11 is not going to be the strongest. We're going to be missing players. That's not an excuse. Those, those are only factors that play against you that, yes, but you should be able to overcome that. I mean, if you're this institution, then guess what? Your academy players should be up to the standards that they can come in into a game and kind of fill in for some of these players. You know, the players that should feel the bench should know that they have a responsibility that when it's time for them to come into the pitch, they have to give it 120% because those players out there gave it their all. Guess what? Now it's your turn to do so. And every single one of those players that field the starting eleven have a responsibility to the to themselves, to the fans, and to their manager to show up and play out the game tactics and go out there and perform. It's as simple as that. There's no two ways about it. You can't say the other team was better. You can't. You, at the moment you start mentalizing and, and and viewing the other team as a much better opponent than you, then that showcases that one, you have no confidence in yourself. Two, you have no confidence in your teammates. And three. Where's the core? Where's where's the spine of the team? If there is, if if you know players are coming out and saying, well, the other team was just way better than us. We we didn't have good players out there on the pitch. You know, you can't throw your teammates under the bus like that. You can't be like that. You have to go out there, and if things look hard and dire, then guess what? In those situations, that's when that's when you need to go out there and step it up. Uh, but but who has? I mean, I mean, I guess the one person that we can always just say is always Guido Guido Rodriguez and, and myself. Yeah, and Mateos, but I mean, but Lady still, I mean, haven't even been stepping it up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I'm I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm not trying to say that we we can't go out and do what we did. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's just getting hard to say that because you know, like I said, we just we're coming to the end of the roller coaster. It seems like, and that's not good. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, we still got to hold those players to high standard. You know, seeming the history of the team too as well. But I mean, nobody's doing it. You're not even getting it from your captain either, really. Yeah, this is a much different rate, but from even six months ago, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses. Like, I get it, you know. I have this team to a high standard too, you know. Like I said, this team is going to finish top five because that's that's what I that's what I expected from team whenever we first started uh, the podcast again before the class started, and you know, I still think this team's going to finish top five, like like I expected to and like I predicted. But I mean, just like I said, like who? No, I don't really see nobody no more stepping up, and you see we. It sucks to say it, but like the roller coaster seems like it's coming to an end, and like you said, is it's opportunity of ghost past. I mean, it seems like we're we're, we're ending like we're, we're gonna end like it was an opportunity too as well, which I don't want. Yeah, no one wants that. I I certainly don't want that either. You know, it's it's funny. You know, you you look at the the people that will start. You know, the starting eleven, and there's two two to three players that come to my mind that are not the usual Mateo Soliba and Guido Rodriguez. And that's gonna be Andres Ibarguen, Renato Ibarra, and Ori Peralta. Those three have to go out there and prove prove to us that we're wrong. We're completely wrong. Maybe not so much Ibarra as Ibarguen and Peralta, but I kind of want to see a little bit more from Renato. I felt like he stopped being kind of this explosive winger. You know, I mean, I mean, but 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 do you do you see him stop being that explosive ringer, or have teams figured it out that they're just gonna probably go through Renato because Renato has been the only person that's really really created chances. You know, whether it be taking on a couple players, whether it be crossing balls into the box. I mean, I mean, can we re- can we really say that though? Yeah, but here's the thing: great players are always gonna get marked specifically and differently. Renato Ibarra is that standout player for us. So what he needs to do is find a way around that. He needs to be smart enough to know, okay, they know I'm kind of the key guy going forward. They're going to mark me a little bit tighter. What can I do as a player to still contribute to my team and still kind of, you know, be that crucial player? Because you can't just sit on there and be like, well, I mean, I have three guys on me, guys. What did you expect me to do? You know, I, I'd expect you to do something creatively and, and showcase. I, yeah. He'll have his op- opportunities, of course, because, yeah. you know, they don't always keep him 190 minutes, you know, 100% tightly marked. But he, he will be marked, you know, very tightly in the opening minutes. And I, I want to see what his response is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just like I said, man, I mean, not giving any excuse to the players, nothing. I mean, like, I, I have the same standard as you. It's just that, you know, it's time for everybody, not just not just three players, not just two players, everybody on the pitch, man. It, even even much to see, much to see just gonna leave the box, man, and go get him an assist. It's just it's just like that, man. It's ridiculous that he actually went to go take that free kick. Yeah, no. I'm sorry, yeah. but that was not his place. No, but I mean it could have ended badly, but you know, thank goodness it didn't. But but still, man, I mean And that show that, that Point another good point that we need to bring up. We don't have a free kick taker. We haven't had one since uh, Royal, right? Yeah, since Mikey left. Yeah. yeah. Well, I call him Mikey, but everyone else calls yeah. him Mikey. Um. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and, and you think to yourself, oh, then it's okay. But no, we need someone to take those. Those so. How many free kicks have we gotten that were that we have thrown away because there is no set piece taker? We need someone. We need yeah. someone. In, uh, we need someone to come to come and, and do that. You know, Cotemoc. I hope you lose your campaign run. As 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 horrible as that sounds, just come back. Just come back. You just be our designated free kick taker. I like that idea. 
He probably doesn't because he's probably invested a lot of money in this government. <laughs> um, let's go back to this Monterrey thing. Uh, how 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 do you see this team? You know, for give me give me information, then we'll talk tactics. I, I, first, give me information. I was, I want to see what we're gonna be working with. Oh man, it's, it's probably gonna be close to a four two three one possibly. I, I think can see it like that. I I mean, that's what I'm gonna think. Um. Marche, Engel, uh, Ball, Bruno, Aguilera. I want to. I really, really want to say that Silva. I really want to say that Silva again. I don't. I don't really think Carlos Vargas is going to start. Um, Guido Uribe, um, in the CDMs. Um, Renato, Renato on the right. Ibarguen on the left. Oriba up top, but just can't really figure out that that the guy in the middle. Let me, I'll, 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 I'll kind of feed into you. Okay, so I'm thinking same way, except um left back is gonna be Carlos Vargas in the midfield. We're actually gonna see Guido and William, and then up top you'll see Mateus Oribe, and then uh, on the wings you'll see Ibarwen and Renato, and then up top Oribe Peralta. Yeah, I, I see that too. That can work too. I, mean, I think I was just overcomplicating it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I mean, we don't we really don't have much to work with. Yeah, I mean, you don't I mean just the bench too. The bench, like we said, the bench could be thin, so it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. The bench uh, is gonna be what are the S? Of course, Jimenez, Edson, um, we'll probably see Pedro Arce. Yeah, probably see Orantia. And Cruz then, too, and then Aldo Cruz, and then that leaves about two players. Uh, Joe Corona, yeah, Joe, and then probably a Canterano, probably. Which would have been Linus's spot, but if if he's not there, then most likely another player from from the Subbank that will come in. Yeah. Okay, so now that we kind of got this formation, we we kind of agree that it's gonna be a four two three one. Uh, what is it that our team needs to do to go out there and get the victory? Um, I mean, we've been saying it, man. I mean, you got the chance. <laughs> Finish, please. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really think, I don't really think we can put much more emphasis on that other than uh, uh, let's make some good passes and um, hold the possession for Monterey because you know what Monterey can do. So I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I no, mean, no. I'll go with you. I think, I think we need to be smart on the ball. You yeah, know, di- di- dicta- dictate the tempo, man. You're gonna have to control the tempo of the game. Yeah, yeah, and as a home team, you should be able to. You know, uh, Monterrey will probably not sit as back as you expect other teams to do. So they're gonna come at you. Yeah, we'll open space. You know, and in, in those those players too, they'll, they'll stretch it. They'll stretch the probably the back line, but you know, it's a time where the back line's really gonna have to talk and communicate with each other too as well, and Guido probably fit back right there too between Aguileta and Valdez too. So that's a really time. This is a really important time that you're going to have to communicate with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So just don't be so sloppy in the passing, you know, no. kind of maneuver yourselves, break, you know, kind of break the defense, play the one twos, you know, it's the easiest play in football and, and the most crucial one and, and the most deadliest one too. just the one, two passes, you know, make the wall, do the split. You do what you got to do. You know, don't, Oh my god, I can't stress this enough. Do not play a kickball game. We saw this against Toronto. 
We saw it when there was, you know, there was, why are you hoofing it up the pitch? It, I'm talking to you specifically, Marchesin. You know, it's one thing to play at the back. It's another thing to lose possession, trying to just kind of throw the ball and chuck the ball out there. We don't have a target forward, so there's no need for you to be doing that. There's no one over freaking 5'10 on that pitch and uh, the attacking side that can win the ball easily. Play calm. Don't divide the ball. You know, the the minute you divide the ball is the minute you're giving Monterrey an advantage. Their their center their center backs are way taller than our, our attackers. You know, yeah, Mon- Monterrey is going to show no mercy too. They're not. They're not. And the best way to combat about about them is keeping the ball on the ground, moving the ball quickly, playing those one two passes, and opening up the channels. You do so, and and you can find yourself in front of goal. Take every and all chances. You know. I want to see some determination. Yeah, I want to see if the game is not opening up. I want to. T- I want to see people shoot from outside the box. The the safe pass is the best pass at this point too. Yeah, yeah. Don't overcomplicate yourself if you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, we'll we'll kind of leave it at that. Like, uh, you know, wait, give me your prediction for for tomorrow. I really want to say. I really want to say two one America win. I'm going one 0 America win. That, that's what I was thinking too, but it's just hard to say too at this point. For me, we hope we hope they don't disappoint us. They we, no. we hope our team is behind us. I mean, I'll, I'll, to me, I'll, I'll I'll probably take a sloppy one too. To be honest with you, oh, all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. At this point, it's 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 not how we get the victory. It's just getting it. Yeah. So I mean, early in the season, it was about you know showcasing and displaying better football. Now it's just get just go out there and give me the points, really. Yes, yes, we're desperate for three points. We need the points. We need them badly. And with that said, we're all we're all hoping for that crucial America victory, which would you know boost our confidence, secure our spot in the Liga, and would make the away visit to Puebla just a little bit better if we were to beat them too. So yes. I mean, a, a lot is riding on this game. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot is running on this game. So hopefully you guys feel the same way. Hopefully you guys still have faith in our team that we will win and that we will still be able to do something in the league. Yeah. I know it looks far fetched. It, it looks a little tough. It, it, you know, especially after what happened against Toronto, but let's not, you know, let, let's not be so hazy to kind of put our heads down. Let's lift them up. You know, the, the, the people that should, you know, be, 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 be having a tough time. It's not us. It should be the players. And we need to relay mm. that message onto them that they need to go out there and perform, and that what they're doing so far, well, it's just not acceptable. But with that said, and before we go, I kind of want to remind you guys that to follow us on Twitter, we are at 196 followers? Yeah, I think so, 196. We're at 196, so we are four followers away from getting that raffle started. If you guys haven't done so, please Please follow us on Twitter because we have you guys updated with everything, news, live tweet coverage, everything that we could possibly think of. We will do so on Twitter. We love interacting with one of you guys, with every single one of you guys. And of course, we've made a lot of great friends along the way. And we just want to open that community indoor to every single one of you Americanistas that are looking for this uh, for this kind of environment, really. So uh, follow us on Twitter. And if you guys ever miss a live show for whatever reason, make sure you guys do follow us on SoundCloud and have subscribed to us on iTunes because, of course, you guys can always catch us there. And whatever you guys want to take us on the go, we'll be right there in your pocket. So with that said, 
It's been episode 15. Actually, no. No, 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 no. Let me stop myself. Let me stop myself because I always do this. I always do this. We said that we were going to give the women's team a shout out, and we will. We will. You know? All right, let's let's, let's talk women's team real quickly, you know, because they deserve this. This podcast should have been more about them than about the men's side, to be honest. Because <laughs> they're, they're going out there. They're, they're, they're proving themselves. If I'm not mistaken, they are playing – in the semifinals against Tigres? Yes, they play I think it was they start Monday, the the semifinal game. Yo, if any of you girls are listening, we we're going to show you guys some love because you guys are going out there and performing and have showcased this whole season that you guys are title contenders. I I mean, they finished they finished with 33 points and the goal differential is plus 36. So <laughs> That, I mean, that goes to show you something. <laughs> yeah, it, re- it really does. I mean, uh, it was uh, against uh, Morelia when they won 12-1. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. 12-1, though. I mean, that, I mean, regardless of you, wh- wh- whatever you want to say, 12-1 is 12-1. Yeah, for real. So, I mean, it's going be, gonna to be interesting to see how they play out against, against Tigres, too. Who is our top leading goal scorer? Because I know she's the one that ended up being leading leading goal scorer of the season for. Uh, I'm I'm totally not for sure about that. Okay, well, Dylan looks that up in uh in in his handy dandy Google. Um, want to give just a quick shout out to all of them. Uh, quick shout out to the goalkeeper, JD Gutierrez, uh, who I mentioned to you. My cousin actually went to school with her when he was in Mexico. Uh, so they're 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 both in in the same age category, um, so he knows her. So so shout out to you, JD. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, just having a wonderful season, to be honest. Her and her sister. Uh, so I mean, big shout outs to you to you too. Um, do we have a name? No, uh, I haven't. We're still, I have, we're still working. No, on I'm it. still okay. working on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Dylan keeps you know uh, kind of shuffling his papers around for <laughs> for that name. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think it's just it's a great sight to see the women's game grow, um, especially in Mexico. You know, this is something new. This is something that they you know they're they're kind of fostering, um, and to see us kind of you know still be doing what we're doing. Hopefully, we get a title this season because I know we were very close last season. Uh, we unfortunately weren't able to make it, uh, but hopefully this season the girls can go out and, and really showcase. Um, I see some of their practices, and you know you can see that they're motivated, that they're driven with passion. Um, and, and that's, that, that says a lot about a team, you know, whether it's men or, or women, the fact that they're going out there and they're performing the way they are in practice and then relaying that again in the games. I mean, it's unbelievable. Very, very, very amazing. You know, uh, do we, do we know if the, how many games did they lose? Um, that I can, I can check right now. Uh, I think they only lost one and that was the opening against the Luca. Wow. They lost two to one and then after that they went on a five game winning streak and and then uh they two draws and then yeah they they finished out on a four game winning streak. So you're telling me they only lost one game? Yeah, the op- the opening game in in, in the class. And then they yeah. went out to get a result after that. Yeah, they won they won five in a row after after the after the draw and then they finished on a four game winning streak to end the season going into the semifinals. That is amazing. If there are any ladies listening to this that love the sport and kind of follow the the America team, 
give your boys a shout out. We want to invite you to the podcast so you can talk and fill us in. So if any of you guys know about, you know, any any Americanista females that would like to come on and talk about the America Women's Club, let us know. We'll, we'll be more than happy to work with you and, and kind of have you on the show and, and kind of show, show, show real love to the girls because uh, I, I believe they, you know, It'd be great to have like an eagle eye girl podcast in a sense, uh, so you know, so they can kind of have this, this, you know, their own platform, which I think it will get there one day. One day, the women's team will get there, you know. I, yeah, I, I have no doubt about that. Lucero Cuevas, Lucero Cuevas, goals. there you go. Her 15 name, goals. 15 goals, 15 goals, Lucero Cuevas. Congratulations to you, who is also the captain, by the way. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. She Unbelievable. Is. Lucera Cuevas, thank you for your service. I mean, you are going to go down in history. Believe me, you are going to go down in history as probably the best America player in the women's side. And if you keep it up, probably for this decade in the whole club of America. Because the men, well, they're just not doing it right now. Can we somehow, like, put a wig and a mustache on her and, and say, he's already, say she's Oriol Peralta? I think we can. I, I, I don't want to be mean, but they kind of have the same skin tone. Con, uh, com, com, <laughs> they have the same skin tone in a sense. Oh, man. And they're kind of almost the same height. So, I mean, you Who know, would know, maybe you put her in there. Who would know? Who? No one would know, you know? Just us he, and people who are listening. So don't say nothing, guys. Don't say anything. We're going to we're, we're gonna make Lucero a uh, nice Oribe Peralta mask kit. You know, gonna chop her hair off, you know. But don't worry, we're gonna get her extension so she doesn't, you know, she doesn't feel bad about it later. Um, but you know, shout out to them. They're they're doing it big. They're doing it big, and and you know, hopefully, I'm I'm praying that uh, not only do they get a title, but hopefully they can get a TV deal here in the United States, so so we can start watching them too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they do broadcast them in in Mexico, though. I think I'm not too for sure. Yeah, yeah. They 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 do. Oh, you know what? They should find a way to like at least broadcast them through YouTube or something. Yeah, that that'd be cool too if they did that. They probably make really good numbers too financially. I think so. And people show up to these games. Like, there's a pretty good crowd, mm-hmm. especially when they go play the Azteca. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. You know, I I, I remember uh, seeing like Cesar, Tom, and all them. You know, they were surprised on how big this really took off. And the numbers that people show up to the game, so it really shows that like Mexico's behind this, and it's really good to see too. Yep. All we can do is show love, and we're gonna keep showing them love. And uh, and and trust me, if if, if they make it to the final, they win. You guys will definitely hear uh, from us, and we'll, we'll give them more of a platform than the last five minutes of the podcast. Because <laughs> um, if, if anyone deserves you know credit this season, it's by far these these ladies. Yeah. Yeah, doing so big things big, right now. Big ups to you girls. Big ups to what you guys are doing. Keep it going. Go out there and beat Tigres. Make your guys selves into the final so you guys can crown yourselves and uh put put a nice shining star under under your guys' belt. Yeah, that that'd be great. And they already met they already matched Chivas too. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> they, wait, did they won, huh? Yeah, they won Apertura. Yeah, they won Apertura. Chivas didn't even make it into the the playoffs this time. This season, okay, okay. So the yeah, yeah. I mean, now now they kind of have to win. Mm-hmm. They so really do. Yeah. 
you know, ladies, if, if you, you go out there and you need to win, there's like no two ways about it. But don't worry, we believe in you. We believe in you. Um, you guys will do well. Lucero's doing an amazing job. Keep her going. Uh, you know, JD, keep doing what you're doing, keeping those clean sheets. I see you out there, girl. Um, my cousin says hello. Um, she probably didn't even listen to the podcast, but still, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> find a way for for all of them to listen to this right before they go out onto the pitch against Tigres. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I think we covered everything. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well then, in that case, it's been episode fifteen. Uh, no, episode fifteen point five. Giving almost forgetting what what number we're on. Um, but. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Again, I cannot stress enough. Follow us on Twitter, please. Where we're so close to being able to give away something pretty amazing for you guys. Um, thank you again for all the support, every single one of you guys who, who who are listening to this, who are viewing this, who who take us on the go and, and listen to us. You know, give us a shout out. Let us know where you're listening to us. You know, right now, you know, go on Twitter at us at Eagle iPod and let us know where you're listening from. We, we we'd love to hear from you guys. You know. Big shout out to every single one of you guys. And, uh, you know, thank you, Dylan, again, for, for making the time to to make this emergency pod happen. No problem, man. I mean, we need to get that frustration out. And, you know, I'm, that's whenever I realized I told you, I said, we didn't even preview Monterey. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I give that to you guys. You know, we always try to do our best to give you what um, the, the news you need and um, the updates and everything like that. Yep. So we will see you guys again next week. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter again. I cannot stress enough. We'll be covering the whole game live against Monterrey. And I hope you guys do enjoy your weekend. It's Friday. So I hope you guys have a beloved weekend. We'll be seeing you guys very, very soon. And probably tomorrow if you guys do end up seeing us over there on Twitter. But that does it for us today. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys have relieved the stress with us as well. And hopefully we can go out there and get that W against Monterrey. But that does it for us. We'll be seeing you guys very, very soon. And until next time, as always, Arriba la América. And until next time, take care, everyone.